You are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind, everybody. The best in the business is back in business. We're at it again. We are without America's sweetheart and the Combine darling this evening. I don't know what he's doing. No one knows what he's doing. But he is being a great human being somewhere, like always. But with us today, we do have Phil Porkman Simmons. Porkman, I wanted to let everyone know that you do have more than just one name. So I decided to throw the full government name out there. I hope you don't mind. How you doing tonight, Porkman? I'm perfectly fine with that. (laughs) <laughs> but but you know you can call me pork man any day of the week, especially what? today with my uh, double cheeseburger with nice thick <laughs> slices of bacon. We just got to get your wife calling you pork man. Well, that's that's never gonna happen. I know, but I want that to happen. I, I do too, but you know, she's a woman, and uh, I'm just <laughs> I'm gonna just deal with it. <laughs> no. Oh, trust me, I know. Uh, so currently muted, hopefully to be unmuted. Joining us from Arizona, we have Chev and Nooney. What's good, Chev? <coughs> What's going on, guys? Oh, he's got the corona. The corona. Oh, my God. <laughs> right, we got to kick you off now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he spit on the mic. It's coming through the cables. Oh, my God. Chev, what's good, man? What's going on, guys? Doing good. That's good, man. It's good to hear from you again. You know that? I know. It's nice to be back, man. Couple, rough two weeks, but it's we're back been. in business, right? Yeah. You know, it's like, well, so Chev's younger than me. Chev, you're what, 24? 25 25 my god i'm 10 years older than you so it's cool i don't have a brother when chef comes on it's like my little brother's on i get excited i get hyped up i know everybody else does too so chef glad to talk to you again now let's all get hyped up we have a guest on tonight we have nate christian he is a writer with dynasty nerds native correct me if i'm wrong this is your first podcast appearance correct yeah this is my first podcast Okay, well, thank you for coming on the Dynasty Rewind for us to pop your podcast, Cherry. If you want, why don't you take a couple minutes or as long as you want to tell us about yourself and what you do. Yeah, so I recently became a contributor at Dynasty Nerds uh, after getting myself into the Dynasty landscape. Um, You know, I like Dynasty because it mixes fantasy football, which we all love, with uh, something I really enjoy doing and scouting prospects. So uh, it just kind of made sense and offered my knowledge not really expertise i wouldn't call it that just yet but uh to dynasty nerds they like what they saw so uh join the twitter sphere and uh here i am get it on a podcast so the reason that nate is on is he pulled at my heartstrings and he wrote a fascinating article about lamical p ryan who's the one one in my heart probably not in fantasy but we are going to get to that a little bit later so Before we get started, real quick, I would like to talk to you guys about DynastyOwner.com. Do you think you're smarter than an NFL GM? Do you think you're the best at fantasy football? I mean, you are because you listen to the Dynasty Rewind. So, you know, you just might as well head over to DynastyOwner.com and sign up because you have your chance to prove it. It's the only patented fantasy sports game using actual NFL salaries and contracts. You manage the team from all levels owner, general manager, and coach. It's for only the smart and elite fantasy football player. There's no offseason in Dynasty Owner. 
just like there's no offseason in Dynasty. The rookie draft matters. Free agency matters, which is coming up next Wednesday, by the way. And every contract matters. So go do a startup draft in 2020. Use actual NFL players and coaches. I'm sorry, NFL player contracts and salaries. Then improve your team each year with a three-round rookie draft. And by trading players and draft picks, you could win weekly prizes, seasonal prizes, and compete in the chase for the ring. The mobile app is in development and will be ready to download on iOS and Android in time for the rookie drafts this May. Mock drafts are open now on desktop and mobile browsers. To learn more and mock for free, go to www.dynastyowner.com. Make sure you click that we sent you. That was how you do a read-through. This is how you do a segue. Let's get started talking about Joshua Kelly from UCLA. By the way, I should let you know that tonight we're going to be talking about rookie running backs part three. Okay. That's also probably going to be in the title. You're welcome. So Joshua Kelly from UCLA, 5'11", 219 pounds. I like him. And I thought he really cemented some good draft capital at the Senior Bowl. You guys can agree. You should because I'm the host. Or you could disagree. That's fine too. Uh, but Porkman, let's start it off. What are your thoughts on Joshua Kelly? I'm hoping you like him as much as I do. Uh, I really do, actually. Um but to me, I think that, well, you said 219 pounds. I feel yep. as though that was a, a big fat lie because he, uh, he looked big and fat. Uh, <laughs> he was on the cheeseburger diet, but I guess. The Kelvin Benjamin diet. Yeah, Kelvin Benjamin. He was a, <laughs> what the booger say? He was a pork chop away from being a tight end. Oh, man. <laughs> but uh, he, looked, he looked heavier than 219, but um, when he got to the senior bowl, he looked like slim like he went on a keto diet or something like that and he looked amazing out there um only running back with 100 yards rushing and uh really looked good and started to cement himself as in the in the conversation as one of the not the top running backs but you know somebody you can get day three and they can contribute to to uh to a team um film wise I actually kind of like what he saw when he was big. Cause he got like good, good-looking feet. Not kind of like, um, not like an Eddie Lacy type. Cause Eddie Lacy was kind of slow, slower. I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the dude but, ate himself out of the NFL. I yeah, mean. too many. He had too many Burger King coupons. Cheeseburger Eddie. <laughs> he was terrible. <laughs> I'm sorry, pork man. I didn't mean. No, to no, you're good. Um. How big he was, um, I think he was really good at pass pro. So with him losing his weight, I think he was 212 at the combine. Um, hopefully that doesn't mess up with his pass protection. But it's good to know that he can um, read read blitzes and stop uh, stop linebackers coming up the A gap. Um, he said he really should yeah he really showed good at the combine too as well, and he has uh, pretty good hands. So. Um, might be targeting him. Maybe see if he falls. Maybe late third, early fourth, if possible. And um, seeing a player like that, who's able to fix his um, you know, fix his weight problems and really dedicate himself to doing being great. Shoot, I'll take him on the birds if he's available. As you know, get rid of Elijah Holyfield with his five uh, his five point oh forty time last year, and slide uh, Kelly back in there. Yeah, but Elijah Holyfield runs angry. He does I mean, run angry, but if you run angry and slow, how is that going to help you? I, sometimes you just need a grinder at the end of the game, although I think Joshua Kelly can be that with some receiving upside. Yes. Um, 
Nate, would you like to touch on Josh Kelly from UCLA? Sure. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, I was impressed by his combine. Uh, I thought he did pretty well there. Um, he had a pretty good 40-yard dash, if I remember correctly. Yeah, and, he did. Uh, was it 4'6", maybe? Yeah. And, well, uh, four, no, six is four five. Yeah, for, yeah four, he's, six he's a big guy. Enough. He's a big guy. So uh, watching him, uh, I thought he was a really good north-south runner. Like, you put him inside the tackles, and he's going to go straight down and get your yards. I don't think he's anybody that's going to be like a creative runner. He's not going to make plays happen. Um, but I think he does his job really, really well. Um, he's got a lot of strength through his lower body, and you can see him move the pile when he keeps turning his legs. I like him. I'm not sure if I'm as big on him as you guys are, but uh, I think he does his job well, and he definitely stick on a roster somewhere. Okay. Yeah, I think stick on a roster is the – I think from a fantasy aspect, he's a guy that you're drafting knowing that he's probably not going to be an RB1, 2, or 3. He's probably going to be a flex play spot start guy. Like, he's your – okay, Porkman, if he lands in Philly, he's Miles Sanders' backup. If Miles Sanders misses a game, you got Josh Kelly. Yeah, Josh Kelly will start with, with some Boston Scott sprinkled in. Right. He's a handcuff. So you have to draft him knowing that. And the good thing about Dynasty is you can you can draft those guys and you can kind of let them hang on your taxi squad for a while and see what happens. Um, Chev, any, any thoughts on Josh Kelly? Yeah, I definitely, I definitely like to see that he's caught the ball 27 times uh, in 2018. A little discouraging. I don't know why, but in 2019, he only caught 11 passes. Uh, I don't know if the offense changed or whatnot, but, um, I mean, he can catch the ball. I'm not too worried about him doing that. Uh, but, yeah, like Nate said, I'm, I'm probably not as high as you guys on him. But I definitely, like you said, he can find a spot on a roster somewhere. Yeah, I, um, I, I like him. He's, he's solid but not spectacular. Right. Right, yeah. like yeah. he's a guy that if if you're an NFL team and your starter's hurt and you have to rely on this guy for week two three, you're gonna go okay. We don't we don't have to sign anybody. We'll bring somebody up on the pack on the practice squad for depth, and we'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's gonna be a better NFL player than a fantasy player. I would agree with I that, agree and with I think that. actually I think we're at the point in our rookie scouting profile. For the players here on out, where we might be saying that fairly often. Yeah. So, but just taking a moment too. You know, if you're listening to the show, we've been doing rookie breakdowns for longer than anybody. There's a lot of podcasts just starting. I'm not throwing anybody under the bus, but keeping in mind, free agency starts this week. 2019 class might be good enough to push some of these guys back, these 2020 guys. There's going to be a big first wave of free agency, I feel. Then there's going to be that second tier after the draft could happen. The draft could be that good. But if you had to draft right now, you're probably ready if you're listening to the Dynasty Rewind because we're about a month and a week out. So this is what we do here. We're getting you ready for your draft with our honest opinions. Um, Here's another guy who's ready for the draft. I don't think Nate's as high on him. I'm going to start with you. Nate, I'm a fan of... And I believe the proper pronunciation of his name is Savan Ahmed. Savan Ahmed from Washington. <laughs> um, actually, real quick, I, I'm sorry. I do want to go back and talk about Josh Kelly just briefly. Um, so he was a senior. He did play two years at UC Davis. Um, career total, 3,442 rushing yards. This is between JUCO and this is between um, UCLA. 
31 touchdowns, 285 receiving yards, and one touchdown. So not much through the air. Decent on the ground. Nate, I apologize. Let's get back to Safan Ahmed. 5'11", 196. Little, little light for 5'11", for a running back. Um, he's from the University of Washington. For some reason, I'm like a closet University of Washington fan. I love all these guys that come out of there. Um, I'm, an, I'm also an Easton fan. Are you an Easton fan, Nate? Oh, no, not really. Oh, my God. Well, I am. But um, anyway, we if, yeah, we are. That's right. Porkman knows what's up. So, uh, but Nate, if you'd like to talk about Savannah Ahmed, Ahmed, I don't know. All right, it's Savannah Ahmed, whatever. Yeah. Um, I don't think you're the biggest fan. Tell us why. No, um, actually, I just literally did a draft profile on this guy for Dynasty Nerds like two days ago. Um, coming up to the combine, he was a sleeper for one of like the fastest forty-yard dashes. Came out and ran a four-six-two, and he's not even heavy, so. <laughs> There's not a lot of power there, so you got to be a speed guy, and he didn't show much speed, at least not straight-line speed. But then again, you look at the tape, he definitely has some good bursts when you look at the tape. Um, he can get around the corner. He has, He's a good athlete. When I watch him, I think of him as an athlete playing running back, not an athletic running back. You know? Makes um, sense. He, I don't think he can process what's going on as well as some of the other guys in this draft class and doesn't set up his blocks or find the running lanes he needs to. So a lot of times he gets caught in no man's land or he tries to wiggle out of something but just ends up getting like a two-yard gain instead of getting like a good 6-7. So I just I don't think he's going to do much at the next level. He does have some return experience, so he might be able to find himself on a roster or on special teams. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not looking at him at all for my fantasy drafts. I'm avoiding. Would you – would you feel better about him if he had a good landing spot with the potential of, you know, more playing time? Uh, possibly. I mean, if he landed in a good spot um, and he had some momentum coming through training camp in the preseason, okay. I know my draft's already probably done by then, but if he's a free agent, I'm probably picking him up as a flyer if he's got some momentum. Yeah. All right. Um, so... Porkman, your thoughts on Savan Ahmed? I got it. Mr. Yeah. Ahmed is, um, to me, he is a, a perfect example of going to the combine and losing all your steam. But if you look at the film, you know what you have. And I know you kind of agree with me because you kind of like what you saw on tape. Um, but it's like kind of like looking at, not to change the subject or anything, but looking at Mr. Algiers Dillon. Everybody oh. is l- loving on him like hotcakes. That's, that's Garrett's boy right there. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like low-key, like pissing me off. Because if you're looking at the tape, he doesn't run strong. That's, and I, I don't get that at all. But anyway. Now, he's the softest big guy I've ever seen. Yeah. And the thing is, like, we all know he's fast. He ran track in, in, uh, in college and high school. So you know he's fast. It's crap. And he's explosive. But he's not powerful. No. But if you look at Ahmed, if he it, honestly, if you kind of look at the tape, he doesn't look like a four 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 three type of guy. He kind of looks like a four five. He kind of ran the way he kind of played. He wasn't like a burner type. But the thing that I love about him so much is that to me, kind of he can make people miss in the backfield, and also I love the way that he can read his blocks in the backfield as well. He kind of. 
he kind of gave me goosebumps. Kind of gave me like a um, like a smaller version of like a Lev Bell type. Where so, he's, yeah. Oh no, sorry. Go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I'm listening. One thing I wrote down: he's deceptively elusive. Yeah. Like. He, he's running, and you, a guy's got his arm wrapped around him, and then all of a sudden, boom. He's out. Some of somebody else has to tackle him. Mm-hmm. And it's like he's kind of he's small in a way where yeah. he's small and quick. He doesn't have long speed, and I think some people tend to overvalue the long speed, i.e., the forty, and forget about the quick burst. And the quick burst will get you those eight, you know, the six yard gains, eight yard gains, and stuff like that, which is you know, which is more common in the NFL now instead of those long runs. Like everybody can't be Bo Jackson. Right. But um yeah, he's I think he was my favorite out of this list, honestly. For really? me personally, yeah. Okay. Um He's definitely athletic. He yeah, was he's, a, he's athletic as crap. He's just yeah. uh he's just he's just small. I think with him I think I'm just gonna follow the tape more than the metrics. Not you know, not trying to poo poo on the metrics guys that's out there. Well, he did, when you want to look at the analytics here, he did only have one season of over 1,000 yards, and it was 1,020. That was last year in 12 games. Uh, finished his collegiate career with 2,016 rushing yards and 21 rushing touchdowns, 331 yards receiving, and no touchdowns. So for a guy that's as athletic as he is, I would expect him, and I think his hands are decent, I would expect him to have some better receiving stats. Not that he can't do that in the NFL game. Melvin Gordon didn't do much at Wisconsin, um, and he's fine as a receiver. Um, and Chev, you have you didn't get to watch much, much tape on Savan, um, but you should because we like him. Nate doesn't, but that's okay. <laughs> well, yeah. one last thing on him. Yeah, sure. he does have decent hands. I think he could. That's another spot that he could carve out on a roster is being like a third down pass catching back. But okay. I so, did not like his pass protection. Oh, so no, that was bad. I yeah. if, wrote that down. If he comes into the league and he's, like, drafted to be a Theo Riddick-type guy, now all of a sudden you got an RB3 on your hands here. I think he's more athletic than a guy like Theo Riddick, don't you? Uh, eh, probably. But, yeah, like, maybe. I mean, we got a strong class. I mean, I, I, I just have a lot of guys above him, I guess, you know? Yeah. It, at the same point in time, too, like, so our evaluations of these guys are obviously very important because we have to draft our team. Within the next month, we're going to have to start factoring in to how NFL teams evaluate these players because that's going to drastically change our outlook on things. You know what I mean? Like, because if we think a guy is really great and he's not on a roster, <laughs> it doesn't matter how good we think he is. So. Draft capital does matter. I think Garrett probably says that. Freaking Garrett. So he's All right. the time. But, <laughs> um, I mean, that just goes back to, like, Hakeem Butler last year. Like, everybody had him pretty high up and then slips in the draft and then downhill spiral, honestly, for his draft stock in fantasy probably. So, Chef, you bring up an amazing point. Hakeem Butler fell to the fourth round. Then he got hurt, so he gave you nothing. Um, Kelvin Harmon was another example. Yeah. Six-round draft pick. Everybody had those guys light years above a guy like DK Metcalf. Decalin Zacharias is what it stands for, in case you're wondering. And yet, he was the best out of all three. 
So check out that draft capital. Um, so let's move on. And Nate, you're going to have to start us off here because I don't know how you make the jump from D2 to NFL and be productive. Um, this is Pete Guerrero from Monmouth University. Is it Monmouth or Monmouth? Monmouth. Monmouth, okay. Yeah. So he's 5'10", he's 190. A little bit smaller than Savan Ahmed. Uh, pretty productive, though. Almost 4,000 rush yards, 3,974, 35 rushing touchdowns, 551 yards through the air, and three touchdowns. So, Nate, take it away. Yeah, so he he's someone that probably won't be on many people's radar because he's D2. But, you know, you, when you're looking at players at that level of competition, you're looking for guys who absolutely dominate it. And he's one of those guys who did that. He had over 2,000 uh, total yards, 20 touchdowns, and he's a track star in high school and in college. He's super quick. If he can have some space in front of him, he's, he's making a play. And he's, it's not like he has bad vision or, you know, um, he's elusive. He's, he's everything you want to see from a guy, but your question is just his competition. Right. So, you know, he looks like if you're just watching the film, and I didn't tell you what competition it was. You'd be like, wow, this guy's like a top running back in this class. But you have to realize it's D2. So you have to knock him a bit. And that's why I was a little disappointed. He didn't get to show up at many like all-star games or he didn't get to invite to the combine. Would have loved to see his speed there. Um, so I'm not sure if he's going to rise up as much as I think he deserves. But I think he's a, a really deep sleeper just in case he gets some draft capital. Yeah, I, I agree. He runs hard. For a little guy, yeah. Yeah, and he's got good breakaway speed too, I think. Um, Chev, you got thoughts on Pete Guerrero? Yeah, I mean, just him getting in the open field. Uh, he just looks like a, an athlete, man. He looks like somebody that knows what he's doing with the football. He know he's trying to get to the touchdown every time, man. He just he looks really great out there uh, with the football in his hand. Um, I love this catching ability. He seemed uh, elusive. He seemed like he was hard to tackle. He's very quick, man. I really did like what I saw. Um, and I mean, 2,000 rushing yards almost. That's pretty impressive. I know it's D2, but uh, like like Nate said, man. You want to see somebody that produces in D2 to make sure he's going to make that jump in 2,000 yards and 20 touchdowns. I mean, that's something you want to see from a guy like that. Uh, I, I really did like the film that I saw from him. Portman. I would like to point out oh, sorry, go ahead, that uh, yeah, you know, there was a running back one this year that played in D2. Oh, Are you talking about that's in the NFL right now? Yeah, running back one this year in fantasy who played, played D2. Was you know it Austin Eckler? Yeah, Eckler. Oh, I nailed it. And I think I think Guerrero could be a very similar player. Yeah, I mean, why not? You know, <laughs> Eckler wasn't expected to be the guy right away, and he he got his shot and he got paid. Yeah. So, uh, Porkman, thoughts on Pete Guerrero? No, his name's Eddie Guerrero. My name's Eddie Guerrero. <laughs> I don't think. One. He wasn't too far away from where you live, right? Uh, actually, it's it's about an about an hour and a half, maybe. Okay. Um, I think it's up north. Okay. But um, yeah, he he did have great stats, and what you look for in Guerrero is, you know, trying to dominate against inferior inferior opponents. But to me, I hate it. Like I I searched his name on YouTube, 
and it said the jet. I didn't see him like be like a that much faster than everybody, in my opinion. Um, just to me, well, I'm not going to say this part now. We we'll probably talk about that later with our NFL, XFL, or either. <laughs> <laughs> but um, he he looks okay on film. I don't see him have like that elite breakaway speed compared to the top prospects that we have. So, you know, I don't I don't really value him that much. I probably won't touch him too much because he probably won't get drafted anyway. But um, he's the type of guy that I want to see in the preseason and see how he go against those types of guys and, and see how he produces there. And then I think I'll just make my decision from there. Yeah. I feel like he's a guy that's going to get picked up off waivers. Certainly. He maybe in the NFL and in fantasy, he's going to get forgotten about. And in a year or two, when everybody's hurt, you're picking him up late in the season and starting him, and he's going to help you. You, you know what I mean? When it's when you got the injuries or bye weeks or whatever, I feel like this is how a guy could help you win fantasy games, a guy like this. Um, anybody have anything else to add to Mr. Guerrero? I think you're right. I think in like two years, we're all going to be Googling his name and trying to see where he came from. Yeah. Well, <laughs> He's going to have like one season. Hey, thanks to Nate Christian. You heard it here first on the Dynasty Rewind. He was, I, I got to say, most of the show planning was you, Nate. Um, I had I had a list written up and he's like, well, why don't we do this instead? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You're the guest. I mean, Man, I'm not going to say these no. names. I was like, who the hell is Eddie Guerrero? Yeah. Uh, I'm looking at some of these guys and I'm like, how am I going to find film on these dudes? That's what I was doing. I was like, um, so Guerrero, there's one thing on the uh, on the film room, just the one game against, I forgot what the name of that team was. Yeah, I found two on YouTube. It was against Holy Cross and James Madison. Yep. And Those then the two that's, I got. that's pretty much it. it? Um, and the next guy, well, Nate, I think this is your favorite guy. I think you said Rico Dowdle from mm. South Carolina. So he's a big dude. He's 60215. I'm going to say this real quick. I feel like his playing and his statistics were underwhelming due to under usage. Does that make sense? I mean, his most carries in a season was 133. Last year, he only had 106. South Carolina was behind all the time. They just weren't running the ball a lot. But, uh, Nate, what are your thoughts on, on Rico? Not Uncle Rico, but just Rico. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, you're right. He doesn't have a lot of carries. But I don't think it's so much just because they didn't run the ball. But the big question mark with Rico is his injuries. He's had some major injuries just about every single season in college. Um, like, for example, this year, you know, he started out the season really strong. Um, he had 100 yards against Alabama, um, 100 yards against Kentucky. But he had a knee injury against, uh, was it Florida? Yeah, Florida. And just never looked the same. Came back and averaged like one, one and a half yards a carry. I mean, it was bad. So when I watch his film, I think he looks like an NFL runner. But 
with that injury history and him not being able to show that he came back from that injury history yet, it puts a lot of question marks on it. And if he gets to the next level and he can stay healthy, I think he could be someone that can really produce at a fancy level that you're going to want on your team. But at the same time, he might get another injury in preseason and just never even see the field. Yeah. I feel like this year – so if you guys are new listeners, um, thank you. So last year we did a undrafted free agent show after the draft and when all the free agents were picked up. I feel like this year's show is going to be really good because you know, there's going to be a lot of guys that we've been talking about for a while that are going to get picked up. Um, but, Chev, your thoughts on Rico. Uncle Rico Dowdle. Uncle Rico. No, yeah, really his speed, man. He looked like a jet flying out of there. He looked more like a jet than uh, old Eddie Guerrero. Um, <laughs> but, man, I can honestly see this guy being a guy that goes on the special teams and might take off with it. It might be a, a better track for him just because of the injury history. That might give him a little step up, too, uh, and working his way into being an RB uh, more in the NFL. But, I mean, I love the speed that he had. I know – He's probably not the same from injury. I saw the injury on tape, and, man, it just looked gruesome too. Um, so, uh, yeah, but I, I really liked what I saw. I think he can be somebody that can catch the ball out of the backfield uh, if asked to. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I honestly see him being more of a special teamer to start off, um, but he could work his way into being a, an RB that gets a little bit more usage uh, kind of in the third down role too. Okay. Um, Porkman. Agree, disagree with us? I actually really agree. Actually, okay. you know, between Ahmed and Rico, uh, they're pretty much one of my favorites on this, you know, the show doc list that we have for today. Because I, I feel as though if he never would have got hurt, he would be talked about, you know, with one of the top guys out there. Because when he gets the ball, he just has elite speed to me. The quickness, elite quickness, I say, not the speed. <clears throat> um, Vision's very good, and it seems to be – Looks like every time he gets tackled, he just falls forward. And one of the things I actually took from you, Mike, is when you look at running backs and you see their feet stop moving, that's not a good sign. That's the opposite right. of him. Yeah. Is when he gets tackled, his feet is just constantly driving, and he seems like he just pops out of the, the uh, pile and gets like maybe three, four more yards. And that's what you're looking for in, you know, in good running backs. Okay. Um, yeah, got to keep those feet turned. I mean, for his size, too, six foot, two fifteen, he could be a banger. He could, you know, he could wear people down if he could stay on the field. Um, Nate, did you have something you wanted to add? I saw you. Uh, yeah. Uh, like, like you just said, you know, he's got an NFL ready frame. I think you could still add a couple pounds to it. Um, maybe that'll help with his injury history. You know, if he has some more muscle. But um, I, we, he was talking about being a really powerful runner. Uh, I think that's part of his problem with his injury history. He like does not shy away from contact at all. He's looking to power over some people, and you know it's fun to watch, but it's it's not going to be great for uh, longevity in the NFL. Yeah, so he's, exactly. is he the next Chris Carson? Yeah, maybe. I mean, that's that, not a bad comparison there. That could be a good comp. Yeah, Carson runs angry, man. I don't want to tackle that guy. Yeah, I mean, it will seem like Seattle always gets running backs that just look angry. Yeah. Well, it's always rainy up there. Yeah, I'll be pissed off, too. You always got to carry around a wet football. Yeah. So also, think, for those uh, analytic guys out there, Rico did break out his freshman year. 
15. Well, his, like, his breakout age was like 18. Yeah, young. That was his best season. Yeah, yeah. 764 yards for 5.7 yards per carry. Yeah, six touchdowns as well. So, not bad. For South Carolina, SEC. Yeah, yeah, they're playing tough competition. Um, so, we're going to move on. <laughs> Chev didn't watch film. He's lucky. Um <laughs> Xavier Jones from SMU. Nate, are you a fan of Xavier Jones? I, can't... I mean, from what I've seen, I mean, it's kind of hard to watch him with this guy. Yeah. So tell us your thoughts on Xavier. He's 5'11", 208. Yeah. So I thought he had a good frame, like you just said, and he had good quickness and lateral ability. Uh, I thought he had a, an above average amount of like wiggle in his hips. I thought he could could get around people, make some people miss. He has good burst. He didn't have great long speed. Um, and, like, despite that wiggle, he didn't seem very good at stopping and starting. So I would have liked to see some testing numbers out of him to see where he was on the athletic chart because um, he kind of seemed pretty inconsistent with his athleticism there on tape. Um, he had a good spin move, though. I will say that. Um, he runs with a high pad level. And he gets tackled by ankle biters all the time. So, I mean, at the end of the day, this guy's probably not doing too much. But he does seem pretty athletic at times. And I think he might be another one of those players that, you know, on your future show where it's like guys who got picked up after the draft, he might be one of those guys that has some potential in the right landing spot to stick on a team and maybe make an impact a year or two down the road. I mean, so watching film on Xavier, I got really frustrated. First of all, I think he's a really good pass blocker. I saw him lighten some guys up, um, but they that offense was running a bunch of uh, run-pass options, RPOs for short. Um, there'd be a time where he gets the ball, and he just stutter steps behind the line and gets freaking tackled. I'm like, just freaking run. You know what I mean? Like, hit the hole, go outside, do something. You're stutter stepping and driving me crazy. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's that, he's that super explosive either. Um, but that's me, uh, Porkman. Your thought? I think um, you and I kind of agree on Xavier a little bit. Yeah, I, I, I sent you a text message in the middle of the week. I was like, Xavier yeah, you Jones did. That's right. equals what? I was like, uh, <laughs> I know. And then I watched film on him, and I was like, oh my god, he nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, he, you know, I know this is a weird comp, but you know how females sometimes they get like. Uh, butt injections and their butt look mad hard after like two years because it looks trash. No, look like I don't. Like, like... I don't know that. <laughs> well, you gotta watch. It's a show called Botched, but that's that's on another. That's that another sounds. Thing. That sounds awful. I'm not gonna lie, it does. <laughs> but it's like it's like they got like butt injection in his hips because it's just it's just so tight. I, I just I don't. He he just doesn't run like. A running back is supposed to, and just like Nate said, he he runs with a high pad level, and if you're running with a high pad level, you're going to get knocked the heck out, yeah. and that's not that's not good. You're supposed to be offering the pain, not receiving the pain. That's true. So that's yeah, true. I mean, I I didn't see any like him beating any guys around the corner, or I seen like I saw maybe like one run where he put he lowered his pad level, and he looked good at it. So maybe I maybe it was a coaching thing or, or what? But he may, like Nate said as well, maybe he might be one of these guys. Like you know, if he's coached up, gets to a good situation, 
shows him how to run the right way with that with that good frame that he does have. He can be maybe a goal line back, maybe somebody that can emerge from special teams and uh, and get his shot later on. But for right now, from where he's at, he's not he's he's not it. What's up with the voice? You going Barry White on me again? Hey man, you gotta go. You gotta go smooth, man. You know what I think it is? It's too much freaking bacon. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is what you do when your throat hurts, like mine, because I'm in cold, hot weather. Just yeah. rub a little, uh, get some, get some bacon grease to make sure it's cold, <laughs> and just rub it right on the uvula, and you're good to go. Now listen, Pork Man is true to his name. This dude will probably eat bacon for every meal. Well, I had a could, baconator right? today. Nice, thick one. Two patties. <laughs> I think next time we hang out, I'm taking you to Wendy's, dude. I just want to watch you salivate over the burger, man. Bro, I'm telling you, Baconators, they have no mm. chance around me. Yeah, and Nate says that Xavier needs some bacon to add some weight. <laughs> he does. Hey, get some nice crispy, get some bacon, slap some good old New Jersey Taylor pork roll on it, and you're Ooh. good to go. Hey, put some uh, bacon grease on it, make it a bit slippier. Yep. There we go. Hey, exactly. There that's we go. What, the... that's what my boy Michael P. Ron got. Yeah. Ooh. Hey, we're, like that we're segue. Gonna... Hold on. Oh. Well, the segue is not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen quite yet because we have to do one thing first. So Nate is excited about this. I hope you are too. We're gonna play NFL or XFL before we move on to our deeper dive. Um, so let's start back with the guy we talked about first, Joshua Kelly from UCLA, NFL or XFL. Nate, let's start with you. You're the guest. All right, so this is if he's a stud at either level, right? I don't think we – actually, I never really set the parameters. I could just um, – where do you think he's going to be more successful or, you know, just whatever you think. Does he strike you as an NFL guy or an XFL guy in any I'd say, capacity? I'd say NFL. Okay. Porkman? I'd say NFL as well. Chev? Uh, I'm going to go with XFL. Ooh, and if he went there, he would be a stud, but I'm going to go with NFL. I think he's got enough to latch on somewhere. Um, Next up, Savan Ahmed. Nate? XFL. Porkman? NFL. Okay, Chev? XFL. I'm going to say XFL as well, and I think he'd be one of the better backs in the XFL too. Pete Guerrero, Nate? Yo, he's going to be XFL MVP one year. Okay, I mean, yeah, if they play again, they, <laughs> oh, they, they just they said they'll yeah. be back. Yeah, and I, I hope they do. I understand why they did what they did. Everybody's suspending or canceling everything right now. Um, I get it. Be safe, um, and don't worry. We won't keep you too much longer, so you can go raid the stores for toilet paper. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> pork man Pete Guerrero. Uh, he's going to lie, cheat, and steal his way to the XFL. Okay, chef. Ooh. No, nah, man, you know what? The XFL, they're supposed to be so extreme, and they're not even playing. That's messed up, man. That's, it is. They would have had 29 million views this next week. I would have watched. I would have watched, too. Everybody I got no hockey. I got nothing. This hey, thing got like Duke getting injected on, on the sidelines, just ready to go get IVs. Like, it would be great. Yeah. They just have them tested on the sideline. It would be good. Yeah. Chef, <laughs> uh, what do you think? NFL or XFL for Petey? We're going to go with old XFL, but I would love to see him get a chance. Yeah, I'm gonna, same. I'm gonna agree with you guys. I, I'd love to see, love to see the D two guys get a shot, uh, but probably an XFL guy. Um, Uncle Rico Dowdle. NFL. Okay, Porkman. Healthy. If he stays healthy, definitely the NFL. 
Okay, Chev? Yep, same way. Okay, I agree. Healthy NFL. If not healthy, I don't think he gets a shot in the XFL. I think they just move on. He's like one injury away, man. He's got one shot. He's got to stay healthy for a good amount of time. Um, And last and possibly least, Xavier Jones, (laughs) Nate. Uh, I mean, on the – Probably the bottom of a roster in the XFL somewhere. Okay. Sportsman? Uh, I'm going to go NFL Europe. (laughs) (laughs) We don't have that league either. (laughs) Which I I wish we did. That was kind of fun, though. It was like in the summer. Like, I remember I'd be off from work. Like, it was after high school, and I'd be watching NFL Europe, and I loved it. That's funny. The only quarterback I remember from there was Cade McNeil. We had Kurt Warner and I believe John Kitna also played in the NFL. I think so too. I just remember the bad ones, like the really bad ones. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, I'm gonna go with the XFL, like the you know third string XFL. Okay, Um, Chef. I mean, the way you guys talked about him, I didn't get to watch much film, but I'm gonna go neither. Okay, (laughs) that is that is a perfectly good option. I feel like he gets a shot, like bottom of the roster NFL. And if it doesn't work out there, he's just done with football. And I, I just think no other league is going to show an interest in him. Well, hopefully you can stock them shells in the, the supermarkets, man. We need some people out there. Yeah, he's, a bit, he's 5'11", 208. Push them carts around. Maybe you um, can find some toilet paper. Got <laughs> <laughs> his booty. We actually have we have plenty. So before this whole thing went down, we just it just so happened that we went to Costco and got stuff that we just normally get. You know, big pack of toilet paper, big pack of paper towels. So we're pretty much okay. The thing that I'm worried about is running out of milk for my one-year-old daughter. That's my mm. main concern. So, um, but we'll figure something out. Maybe get condensed milk or something. I don't know. Yeah, well, the milk I get from my daughter, we don't use like whole milk. We use like some type of organic vegan milk. So that's okay. always there. I don't got to worry about that missing. <laughs> yeah, nobody wants to drink that. No, I so, don't little, drink that little mess. pork like, in it. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The organic bacon grease milk. Cage milk. <laughs> Man, I'll be the first one to drink it. And for some reason, it's like cage free. Like you're like, why would it be in a cage? But it's cage free. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so listen, the reason Nate is here because he's awesome, but also he wrote that amazing article on my boyfriend, Lamichael P. Ryan. Lamichael. Uh, Lamichael. Yeah. Well, I got. I feel, I feel like people are really starting to catch on the Lamical thing. Um, also, I did try to send him a message on Twitter. He has not responded yet, so I'm trying to get Lamical P. Ryan on the Dynasty Rewind. Um, but it's okay. I'm, I'm going to go head down to his house tomorrow. So, uh, But that being said, um, Nate, let's do a little bit of a deeper dive on Lamical P. Ryan. I did watch right. a little bit more film. You know I love the guy. Tell me more, please. You have the next three hours to tell me anything you want about Lamical P. Ryan. <laughs> Dude, P. Ryan, he is the true jack-of-all-trades, master of none. And I think he does every single thing that you want an NFL running back to do at the NFL level. I, I don't think he has really any holes in his game. I, and I think if there is one thing that he's like elite at, I think it's in the passing game, which is probably the way he breaks into a team at this point. Um, you know, he's going to... He's probably going to get drafted in the mid-rounds. Um, I think he would have a great spot for fantasy if he was, like, half of a committee. Half of a committee, like, kind of like the Miles Sanders role and what the Eagles was last year. Okay. You know, if he had some, like, bigger back playing next to him, 
um, switching in and out. I think he could get a lot of time on the passing downs, really make some things happen. I think he runs great routes and has some really good hands. Um, and he's athletic. I mean, I don't, I don't know why people aren't seeing what we're seeing, but, I mean, I, I really can't find many negatives with his game. I mean, he's got everything I want to see in a NFL running back except for, like, elite power, but that's just not his, his style. Yeah, I mean, you can get by without being a super powerful back. That's not the way the NFL's made anymore. Yeah. So. And he's he's not a big guy, but he still runs up the middle just fine. Yeah. Um, Nate, let me ask you this. So you said if he's by a more powerful back, say a guy like Mark Ingram, mm. could you compare LaMichael Pirine to a guy like Alvin Kamara in the uh, sense that he is probably a better receiver than runner, but a good enough runner to be productive in the NFL? I think I think that's not a bad idea right there i not think i can see he's comparison no, no 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 yeah i i mean i don't think he's Kamara yet either that's 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 per, some pretty high praise right there but i could see him being like a Kamara light okay um so i had said on twitter i had said probably on the podcast a million times i think he's this year's alvin kamara not saying he's alvin kamara he could have that kind of career trajectory where third round fourth round you know Kamara was third round at tennessee Michael's going to be, I don't know, but he's coming from Florida. We do know that. If he gets a shot where he doesn't, he's not asked to do a lot right away. Like, what do you think would be a good landing spot for him? Don't think about the other running backs in the league. Let's just say you could pick a spot for P. Ryan. He's going to need a creative offense, right? He's going to need to go somewhere where the RB1 is kind of like a plotter, Maybe not a super athletic guy, good enough, but not great in every facet of the game. So what kind of landing spot would you like for him? Ooh, let's see. I mean... And don't say Kansas City. Yeah, I mean, you can't (laughs) say Kansas City, especially because they don't have that, you know, big plotter back either. They just have a bunch of trash that just won a Super Bowl (laughs) in the backfield, to be honest with you. That's for real. They know it's true. Well, I mean, if I don't mean to interject, but... I think a good spot for him would be Tennessee um, with Derrick Henry. They just cut uh, Deion Lewis today. And did just, did you know, they? I heard that they were talking about it, but I didn't see that. Yeah, they cut. They released him today. So, I mean, okay. he would be a good spot there to give uh, Derrick Henry a little bit of a breather because, you know, he can't have like 25 or 30 carries a game. Okay. Yeah, I mean, he fits that role. I'm not sure if the Titans offense would use him to his best abilities because I don't think they really care about giving the ball to the running backs in the passing game. So I'm going to give people a word of caution here. Um, sometimes you can't look into things too much, and I think LeMichael P. Ryan is probably a prime example of not overanalyzing everything. I'm going to give you two examples here, okay? And maybe you guys can make the connection. Duke Johnson and O.J. Howard. The connection is this. Everybody said, well... Um, can't think of the Houston Texans quarterback's name right now. Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson. I did that before. Thank you. Deshaun Watson never had that receiving back. He got him. He didn't use him. Bruce Arians never had an athletic tight end like O.J. Howard. He had him. He didn't use him. So if P. Ryan goes to a place where traditionally they they have never thrown to a running back 
or the quarterback has never looked to a running back, you might want to stay away. I think a situation like Tennessee, I understand your thoughts, Porkman. I would like it better if, uh, what's his face? Wow, I'm really batting a thousand tonight. Derrick Henry left, and they brought in a guy like Jordan Howard, and then P. Ryan gets drafted in Tennessee. All of a sudden, their offense opens up a whole new dynamic with a better quarterback than Marcus Mariota, Ryan Tannehill. Um, honestly, if there were, if Alexander Madison wasn't there, I'd like him in Minnesota. Um, he'd be a great pairing in Green Bay with Aaron yeah. Jones. Um, I'd like to say Chicago, but they have Tariq Cohen. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was one of my thoughts at first, and I was like, oh, no, probably too much there. But yeah. I'll tell you one spot I really, really would like to see him go to is Seattle. So Chris Carson with that injury, it could open up a spot for uh, P. Ryan to get in there and uh, do some damage. I mean, Carson had 37 catches, I think, this year or something like that. You know what? Uh, I like that, Chev. I actually like Seattle a lot. I I really think they're going to draft a running back at some point in this next draft just because yeah, I think been, they've Chris been Carson's been. They've been visiting a lot of uh, running backs, too. They have a yeah, lot of injuries injury. with them. Yeah, I didn't think about Seattle, Chev. That's a really good point. He, I mean, they, they do a lot of good things. They take – a trash heap quarterback like Chris Carson, seventh round draft pick, and they turned him into fantasy gold for a while. Um, what about a place like LA, where they have Todd Gurley, who's kind of hurt? Mm, yeah. Daryl Henderson had the draft capital last year, but Sean McVay, he didn't really even try to use him, it felt like. Malcolm Brown was a thing for two weeks, right? But I think we could say P. Ryan's more athletic than Malcolm Brown. Yeah. Maybe Brown's a better runner overall. Um, P. Ryan's just a more gifted athlete. Here's a here's a crazy one. They need running back help greatly. What about if he was a member? Let's say the Falcons signed Jordan Howard. <laughs> keep doing this again, and they draft <laughs> Michael P. Ryan. I actually kind of like that too, but I don't. That would work well. That would work I mean, well because they don't have they don't have a first round pick, but they do have a second round pick. But I think. One, you can get him later. You can get him later, but uh, they might jump on one of the other top guys in the second yeah. round because Freeman's going to be gone. Um, he also think, could be stuck yeah, in San Francisco 49ers purgatory. Oh, I don't want that. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, if he wins the job, he's going to be an animal. The only thing but, is you got to worry about Mustard and Yeah, is he going to get there. the chance to win the job? Yeah. Because that's going to be a crowded backfield in the preseason. Well, Coleman, Coleman might be gone. Jerry McKinnon's sh- going to be hurt. Breda might be gone. Breda's going to be gone, be gone or hurt. Then he's got Jeff Wilson Jr. I think he's gone. Yeah. So, I mean, a, there, there's a path there. There's just a lot of scenarios have to happen for it to work. You know, I, a place I'd hate for him to go, but I think he'd work well, is the New England Patriots. Ugh. Oof. He'd be like you know, the next Imagine James them White. moving on from Michelle and James White is gone somewhere. Burkhead's a free agent. Can you imagine Damian Harris and LaMichael Pirine? Oh, so Pirine's your new <laughs> Pirine's your new James White. Yeah. Yep. But better. I don't you know what, if Brady's back, I don't hate that. I don't. You know, I'm thinking of other places like just look at the NFC or the AFC East. I don't like him in Buffalo. No. no, I don't like him in New York. Nope. I don't like him in Miami. Because, and I think they're either going to pay a lot of money uh, for a running back or they're going to draft one high. So in that division, he would make the most sense. We could just look at divisions real quick. Um, the NFC East, New York's not going to draft him. 
Um, they have a three down back. Philly's not going to draft him. They have a three down back. Dallas is not going to draft him. They have a three down back. Washington can make sense. You know what I mean? Uh, they don't have anything. Uh, how are you on um, Darius Geis? Is that his name? Right? I'm not yeah. sure what name's What are your thoughts on Geis, Nate? Um, he's, he's, I, I like him a lot, but you know, it's the same question everybody has is can he stay healthy? Right. Um, if he's healthy, I think he's one of the top running backs in the league with his production on both running and catching the ball. But I don't know if we're ever going to see that. And they, they do have Bryce Love there as well. And they got Adrian Peterson for another year. They do. Um, you know, I'm just trying to think. If if Bill O'Brien can implement an offense where they actually get it to the running back, it could be good. Um, what about a place like if Cleveland does not re-sign or they release or trade or whatever, Kareem Hunt? Yeah, could be a good spot. You could know, also see him with the Steelers. That's what I was thinking too. I would like him – for some reason, I feel like I would love to see Cam Akers with the Steelers. I don't know that, why. That'd work. It's, it's just um, Baltimore, I'd say no. Because we thought Justice Hill was going to be a thing because Lamar Jackson needs that um, that receiving running back. Remember? We all were saying that last year. Yeah, that, uh, that didn't really work out. Maybe the Bengals to pair with Joe Mixon, but Joe Mixon can kind of do everything too. Yeah, I think, I think I'd rather him not go to the Bengals. Yeah. Um, I mean, the thing is, like, you want to see him in that Saints-style offense, but the Saints yeah, are doing God. something different now. So, I don't know. It's... He's going to be really landing spot dependent, but I, I think, I think he can make it work. And honestly, Nate, I think you might have swayed me on New England. That might be the best landing spot. Yeah, I don't know how much longer James White has there, but uh, I mean, he could take over that role once White leaves. I could look up very look well up his uh, contract real quick. Um, while I'm doing that, what do you think about him in the open field? I mean, I think he's electric. I think he's a playmaker. I mean, he has some big, he has some big runs, mm-hmm. and he gets to the outside. He can, he has enough speed to get past people and get to the end zone. Um, I, I, he's not like an elusive, like gonna juke around you and stuff. Not like that DeAndre Swift uh, dead leg, but uh, he, he does a good job of finding running holes and using his like blockers and the space around him to his advantage. And I think that's more important than being able to do a really good dead leg i mean that's it's not going to work that long in the nfl yeah Um, yeah i really like what he does in the open field like he's not going to be a guy that just puts dudes on skates he's going to be a guy that has great contact balance so once he hits you he's still in good position to keep moving and keep his feet chopping i know that's what you love mike and i think that's why you kind of fell in love with him so early um but he's not going to be the guy that is going to be juking people out their shoes but you can count on him to kind of have that kareem hunt like contact balance where he's able to bounce off guys and keep going. That's one so, thing I really saw. Admittedly, he had to win me over because, okay, I hate to, you hate to judge someone by their name, but I saw P. Ryan and I thought Samaj P. Ryan, and I was like, oh, here we go, right? Then I looked up his stats. I didn't really see anything that impressed me overly. Um, then I turned on the tape and I was like, oh, Okay, why didn't they give this dude the ball more? I mean, you want you know they're talking about guys like Jonathan Taylor. I'm not worried about how many rushes he had. Um, I think he had like over 900 rushing attempts in yeah, his collegiate career. They gave him the rock a lot. Yeah, P. Ryan had 493. 
So he's fresh. Um, and going back to the James White situation, he will be a free agent after the 2021 season. Okay. So I'm assuming that you could have this year to wait. He's probably not a huge cap casualty after this season. So the wait might not be as long as you think. So. Yep. And he, he um, for 2019 in college, he was only behind Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, and Eno Benjamin for receptions. What are your thoughts? Back. What are your thoughts on those two guys? Um, I love Clyde Edwards, Hilaire. Love that okay. guy. And I do not like Eno Benjamin. So <laughs> I'm on the fence about Eno Benjamin. It's like one day I'll watch some film of him and I love him. And the next day I'm like, what am I thinking about loving this guy? You know, yeah, does that I'm make sense you, to you? Like, you don't know. I feel like he's really inconsistent. Super inconsistent. Yeah. Um, before we head out, though. So I want to say thank you for talking about my boyfriend, Lamical. Um, any other rookies that you want to bring up that you're loving that we could have covered that we haven't covered? You know, Feel free to give us your thoughts. Um. I mean, I've listened to your other podcasts. You covered most of the guys I like already, except for maybe Jermichael Hasty out of Baylor. Mm-hmm. Talk about him yet? We have not. Um, you mean the future Carolina Panthers running back? <laughs> it makes sense. Matt Rule is now the Panthers head coach. You bring in a guy that knows your system. If McCaffrey needs a break or would get hurt, you got, you got someone who's a quality player. That knows every. Am I right? Or yeah, we talked about Hasty, didn't we? Yeah, on the senior bowl. Hasty McTasty, right? Hasty oh, McTasty, yeah. right? With the well, we just lector. we talked about him on the senior bowl episode, but, but, yeah, we, but didn't we didn't really do him. like oh. we didn't do this with him like we normally do. So, but um, what are your thoughts on Jamichael? Yeah, I think. I mean, he had a great senior bowl, and he did. I think the biggest issue with him is he had he has a couple fumbles i know he had a fumble at the senior bowl um but is it jim Nagy? is that the guy that runs the senior bowl jim uh, Nagy, i think i want to say think so. so yeah he posted a video um when hasty fumbled the ball at the senior bowl he ran back and tackled the guy who picked it up and was running it all the way down yeah. the field I and mean, he's got <laughs> great hustle he looks like he really cares out there and, you know, watching the tape, I, I really liked what I saw. I think, I mean, he's like my, I think he's like my RB15. So, I mean, he's not like going to be out there killing it. But, I mean, I think, I think he's going like, to stick on a roster, and he might be someone to watch in the right landing spot. With the Panthers. Um, right. It works. Nate, real quick, um, who's your wide receiver one? Ooh, C.D. Lamb. Okay. <laughs> Love what I'm hearing there. I think that's, that's kind of consensus here, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, who's your RB one? Jonathan Taylor. Okay, mine's J.K. Dobbins, which stands for Jekalen, Um, in case you didn't know. Uh, Porkman, I forget who yours is. Is it Dobbins? Oh, it's definitely Dobbins. And Chev? Man, I think I like Jonathan Taylor, man. I, okay. I really like what I saw last time I watched film with him. Okay. Um, and, Nate, who is your tight end one? You know, honestly, I haven't done too much research on the tight ends. Okay. But um, the little bit I've seen, I mean, I like Cole Komet. But it's it's too. not a great class, so it's not. I th- I like a guy like uh, Bryson Hopkins though, out of Purdue. I like yeah. him a lot. He's big. He's athletic. I mean, the Purdue offense is the Purdue offense, so I like, I like Josiah Degora out of Cincinnati. 
I don't know who that is. <laughs> we, we just did the one tight end episode. So what I was planning on doing with future episodes is kind of sprinkling guys in. You know, it might not all be one thing. It'll be maybe another quarterback or two, a running back, wide receiver. Just guys we haven't talked about yet. Yeah. So that's kind of oh. our thoughts on that. I mean, um, if, if Chase Claypool decided to be a tight end, he would probably be my ooh. tight end one. Yes. Yes. Hey, you know what, Nate? I want to ask you a question. I'm trying. I was talking to a buddy of mine. What are your thoughts on Thaddeus Moss? I'm not sold on him. I think he's really raw. I think he is being extremely overvalued by his last name and recency bias. Yep. Yeah. I uh, think he's good, like for in college, but he's not that big. He's not that fast, and I, I don't see where he's going to really make an impact in the NFL. I mean, yeah. I think he'll stick, but I don't think he's going to be fantasy relevant. Yeah, I think he's like a rich man's Drew Sample, if that makes sense. Good blocker, but not much else. Because uh, my buddy, he and yeah, I get it, he wants the Eagles to draft him. And then if Ertz would leave in a year or two, you got your guy. I would like to see him take a guy like Bryson Hopkins because i got to be honest with you, I don't think Doug Peterson gives a F if you could block. He cares that you're athletic and you can go out there and make plays as a tight end. That's what he cares about. Did we just skip over Dallas Goddard? <laughs> yeah. Like, what happened? Uh-huh. Well, no, it, if, um, if if Zach Ertz would leave, it would be Goddard and then whoever they draft. Okay, I was about to like, damn. No, he's, he's not going anywhere. You're good. <laughs> Where do you at, though? <laughs> um, so before we head out, Chev, do you have a verse for us this evening? Yes, sir. But All right. I'm going to be honest. I think the first time you fell in love with P. Ryan is when you found out his name was Lamical. I thought that's what it was at first. <laughs> and then I heard someone say LaMichael, and I was like, oh. And you said they're wrong. Yeah, I did. Uh, now everyone's yeah. saying lamical. <laughs> yep. So the verse I got tonight is Philippians 4, 6. It says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. Uh, so God hears all of our prayers. Uh, we're in a time of need where we need to be praying for everybody. We need to be praying for the people that are making decisions uh, at every business and, and the, our president, uh, anybody that's making decisions. Uh, we need to be praying for them because this, this is tough times. This is something that we probably have not gone through as a country in a long time. Um, so we need to be praying for everybody that's involved. We just need to pray for um, safety for everyone, man. This is, this is tough times for everybody. Nobody really knows what to do at the moment, uh, but God knows what's going on. So uh, pr- pray up to him. Pray to him. Let him know your, know your thoughts. Uh, he'll get you through it. I pray that people stop ordering so much damn water so Pork Man doesn't have to deliver so much. Yeah, I feel like the Incredible <laughs> Hulk. Man, those, those five-gallon bottles, bro, are heavy <laughs> as balls. Like, I can't carry them like that all day. So you know, people stop. are probably like, are you okay? You're like, oh, I just ate four Baconators. What do you think? <laughs> right. I freaking look like meat wad. <laughs> well, hey, listen, Nate, thank you again for coming on. Had a great time. Um so before we head out, where can we find you on Twitter? Oh, well, thanks. Thanks again for having me. It's been absolutely wonderful. Glad I got to pop my cherry here. Absolutely. Uh, you can find me uh, on Twitter at NFL Draft Dynasty. Okay. And Chev, where can we find you? You can find me at ChevBoyRD, boy with an I. And Porkman, staying true to the brand, where can we find you? <laughs> at FFBaconator. No, we're at FFPorkman. <laughs> And if you are so inclined for some reason to follow me on Twitter, you can find me at TheMBauer85. I would prefer if you followed the show, at Dynasty Rewind. Like Chev said before, you know, be nice, take care of each other. You do not need a thousand rolls of toilet paper. 
when this is all over. I hope it biodegrades before you use it and you have to buy more. I really hope that. Well, I mean, unless they have explosive <laughs> diarrhea, and then that's different. Then you need wipes. You don't need toilet paper. <laughs> You're right. You need to get in there and get that all cleaned out. <laughs> until next week, everybody, we're going to be back with more great Dynasty content because that's what we do. So until next time, be kind. Please rewind. Thank you again. Whoa!